Welcome into this week's edition of Talking Ball. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined as always by Rod Babers, Lifetime Longhorn. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. First, Texas, three seed, Washington, two seed, and of yes, course, sir. three seeds favored by four points out of the gate with an over-under that's going to approach at the highest number probably in CFP history. Uh, but that's your national semifinal game, 29 days from today in New Orleans, Sugar Bowl. Home crowd for Texas, home game for Texas. And we won't even get to start talking yet about if Texas wins that game. The ultimate home game for a national championship uh, would be Houston, Texas, a week after the Sugar Bowl. But we're going to talk about Texas, Washington today. And with the portal opening today, and there's two receivers in the portal that Texas has some level of interest in, we're going to make this show about wide receivers today. We're first like going to about Washington's wide receivers. We're going to talk about Texas's wide receivers. And then we're going to talk about, is this the best group of receivers that have been on a college football field this year? And then we'll talk about the couple of portal prospects. Uh, but before we get into today's show, I'm going to take a second for the sponsor of Talking Ball. That's John Donovan, president of Longhorn Wealth Management Group. Uh, spent some time with John Donovan Friday at Terry Black's Barbecue for our event. Great guy, Longhorn through and through. John is a proud Texas X's life member, and his wife and all six of John's siblings are also UT grads. So it's in his deep Longhorn family pride that led John to dedicate his firm to providing total wealth management for Texas alumni, employee, family, and friends. John is a certified financial planner who has spent over 30 years providing investment, retirement, insurance and estate planning services and solutions to all his clients. The Longhorn Wealth Team wants to congratulate Coach Sark and the entire University of Texas football team for achieving their goal of winning the Big 12 championship. John and his wife were there at Jerry World to celebrate that glorious victory with the team. And, and like all on the On Texas football family, they are so very proud of the Longhorns. So if you'd like a free 90-minute consultation, to explore how Longhorn Wealth can help you achieve your own financial goals and create tax-free income for you and your loved ones, please give John Donovan and his team a call, 972-707-4900, or visit longhornwealth.net. Thank you again to John Donovan, Longhorn Wealth Management Group. Uh, Rod, let's talk receivers. Yes, sir. Washington, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm out on a limb. This is going to be the best receiver core Texas has played against this year. And not even close, actually. Not even it's, close. Not close. Not even close. Where do you come on? You already said where you come out on that. Why? Oh, man, honestly, because of the diversity and variety of the receiving core, I think all three of these guys are NFL wide receivers. Know the names. You'll be talking about them a lot. Uh, Jalen Polk, uh, Rome Adunze, and Jalen McMillan. At one point in their college careers, all these guys have been 1,000-yard receivers. Yep. Right? Uh, they've had some uh, – I think uh, Jalen McMillan has been injured a little bit this year. Missed half the season this year. Yep. Yes. So he's not close to 1,000, but the other two guys are already – thousand yard receivers so far this year they are prolific and they are vertical threats guys we're talking about 16 17 um, almost 14 yards per reception for these three guys I think this is the most vertically centric offense in college football at least in major college football I should say power five in a power five era I think it might be the closest thing these days to a modern Don Coriel offense vertical that. shots downfield and they have the perfect deep throw quarterback deep ball quarterback to do it in Michael Penix so I, 
I think this is not only the best quarterback Texas face, it's going to be the best wide receiving core and the most sophisticated passing game that Texas has seen so far this season. They'll have their hands full with this matchup. But you're right. On the other side, honestly, truth is, Jerry, in practice, in practice, it's probably the closest thing that Texas DBs have come to seeing this wide receiving core. Truth be told. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about Washington. Uh, And I totally agree with that, Rod. One, One of the things you notice when you watch Washington all these guys have large catch radiuses at the position. Yep. So it's if you're throwing timing routes, back shoulder routes, deep ball routes that are against contested coverage, they have at least a 50-50 shot to win that, if not higher, because they have timing with catch radiuses. Um, and, and the way that Kalen DeBoer uh, schemes those guys open. And again, so Texas fans are thinking, okay, they watch Romeo Dunze and they said, okay, that guy ran 10-6. That's impressive. Okay, he may be a first-round pick. But against Texas, it's the thing to watch is the catch radius. If there's That's contested right. footballs, if somebody's running wide open, you either didn't get pressure or somebody just got beat. But it's the contested catches that's the thing to watch in this game, Rod, for me. Yes, that's a great point because the guys are big. Are you talking about 6'3", 6'2"? I believe McMillan is the smallest, and he's like 6'1". These guys have some size on them. And this is the thing. You brought it up, and I love that you brought up the kind of the back shoulder fade sometimes with these deep balls, the ball placement by Penix, depending on the leverage of the defensive back. They have have great chemistry, quarterback, wide receiver. They've been playing together for a while. All three of these guys, actually, have been playing with Penix since he got there. And in that system with Kalen DeVore. So it is, they are at this point now, they are peaking as a unit because they've been together and they, and you can see it in the timing. You can see it in the ball placement of a lot of those deep balls, Jerry, downfield. Just like you're saying, based on the leverage of the defensive back, it is already this hive mind mentality where the raw receiver knows exactly where Penis is going to put the football. And he starts making that adjustment early before the DB is able to make that adjustment. That's what makes them really difficult to defend on that deep ball is the chemistry that they have between Michael Penix and the receivers. And a couple other things. Jalen Polk, uh, the, the number came into the season number three receiver. He has a thousand yards this year. He is a Lufkin High School graduate, and hey. you know what that means, Texas fans. He was a teammate of Jaron Thompson at Lufkin High. We've talked mm-hmm. about on the live stream last night. Manny Muhammad, Texas freshman corner, cousin of Washington starting corner uh, Muhammad, who transferred from Oklahoma State. So there's some Texas ties. With Washington and Texas, not like other teams Texas plays, but there's a little bit of Texas ties there uh, with this Washington team. All right, Rod, moving on to the Texas wide receiver core. So if Texas goes against, Texas DBs go against really good receivers in practice, Washington DBs go against really good receivers in practice as well. But I will say this, there's one difference for the Washington DBs going up against Texas receivers. Xavier Worthy is a different level fast. That they have some Romeo Duze, he's fast. He's fast. Worthy's the fastest player that's been timed in college football this year. Um, so that's just gonna be a speed adjustment for Washington, even though they play against Oregon and they play against some fast t- players and fast-paced offenses. It goes back to what Mike Gundy said after Oklahoma State game in the press conference. Texas was better. Then they looked on film. They were faster and more physical. Yep. Um, Xavier Worthy's at the top of that faster group. So how do you think from what you've watched without really breaking it down, how do you think Texas receivers could match up with Washington? 
Uh, that's a that's a really good point too. I mean, uh, the Texas receivers. Honestly, last season we got a little sneak peek of, of Washington versus Texas, and Washington did a really good job because they only had one pretty much one weapon to focus on, and that was Xavier Worthy as in uh, terms of receiving core. Um, now you got to worry about AD Mitchell. Now you got to worry about X Man and Jay Witt. Now has become a kind of welcome addition to the passing game. Now it seems like. He can be a guy that can beat man coverage consistently, and they're featuring him now more in some of the passing concepts. So I think Texas, just like uh, Texas DB is going to have their hands full, I think Washington DB is going to have their hands full with the Texas wide receiving core. There's no doubt. And Sark now, with guys like Xavier Worthy, he's starting to utilize some of the cheat motion and get those guys the ball in motion. You're talking about the speed. That exacerbates the speed advantage, right? I, I, I track what I call targets to motion. Um, that's a guy that was in motion at the time. Time of the snap or prior to the snap. And in that game versus Oklahoma State, uh, uh, Quinn Ewers was uh, 100% completion percentage, right? He did not have an incompletion when targeting motion. Um, I counted nine times where he hit a target to motion. And a lot of that is Xavier Worthy on those cheat motions, trying to get him the football already in stride with a running start for the fastest player in college football. As you mentioned, that's how you weaponize him. And that makes life an absolute nightmare. That's what Miami does with Tyreek Hill. You see a lot of that. They're moving him around, trying to get him the football in motion, try to get DBs out of position and try to get him a, a start to get to the perimeter, a head start, if you will. Yeah, and so then there is A.D. Mitchell. Then there is Jordan Whittington. So if there's one thing we say about the Pac-12, look, it's a perception. Maybe not the most physical conference in the back end, right? Maybe not the most physical conference like an SEC, like a Big Ten, even like a Big 12. Um, Jordan Whittington is going to bring some physicality. Yeah. Uh, AD, I'm not saying a Donai Mitchell runs over guys, but he plays through contact well. He's played two years in the SEC and now at Texas. So this is another area that I think is going to be interesting to see is the Washington DBs. They're, they're going to have to bring it physically because Texas does have some players at that receiver position that will test your physicality after the catch without being just bulldozer type players, just being physical at receiver and being able to play through contact. I, is that kind of, am I off here? Have you kind of seen that with the Texas wide receiver group as well, including no. Xavier Worthy? I was going to say, surprisingly, right? Xavier Worthy, he showed in the game versus Oklahoma State, put his head down and uh, damn near barreled over a defender to get uh, into the end zone. I think they ended up on the goal line there. But that, that's one thing about Xavier Worthy that I think everybody respects is he has a surprisingly amount, a surprisingly high amount of physicality in his game. Um, and he really does enjoy contact considering that he's a slight wide receiver and a small-ish wide receiver. I think for Sark, considering he, he does have a type of wide receiver he likes, he likes speed demons, and he doesn't mind if you're a small or you're a slight receiver. And some uh, coaches, they don't really like guys like that. Remember, Tom Herman did not really like slight, small-ish wide receivers, even if he yeah. were a speed demon. He preferred guys that have some size on that could win some 50-50 balls. But that's what I think Sark likes about those guys that – even if he gives him the football, uh, he gives Xavier Worth football on a wide receiver screen, he's going to finish that play. And sometimes finishing that play, meaning he's going to actually, he's going to bring the physicality uh, to it. Actually, he's going to be the one that instigates and, engage, and uh, initiates the physicality. And we've seen that from Xavier Worthy a couple of times. And I don't think it's a surprise. I think A.D. Mitchell, different kind of game. But Jay Witt, 
you know, that's all in his game. As a matter of fact, when you get him the football, he turns into a running back. Yes. He's a guy that starts looking for uh, contact, and he can break through arm tackles really good because he, he's got that lower center of gravity from his running back days. And JT Sanders, we're not talking about him as a receiver, but they utilize him like a receiver, and he's hard to bring down in the open field. You know that. And that's why they like throwing the screen passes so much versus Oklahoma State. You call that, Jerry. Like him on the screen pass because, man, once he gets going, you're not going to bring him down an arm tackle. It's going to take a game to tackle that guy. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, of course, all we're doing is talking about receivers sound talking ball because we're going to uh, get into uh, Texas. Who's going to go pro, we think? What, a couple of guys in the portal that have entered the portal at Texas likes. So after all this receiver talk, after Rod breaks the game down at uh, Washington down, it's all going to come back to who can get past rush. We're talking about every aspect of it against this game. We love talking yeah. about the receivers. But the only way that one of these teams is going to negate that is to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback and disrupt timing. So that'll be fascinating uh, to break this game, for, game down for, what, 28 days. We're 29 days away from game time. All right, Rod, Texas wide receivers. Here, I'm going to set it up. Here's what we think they're losing. Jordan Whittington obviously exhausts his eligibility. Xavier Worthy, 99.9% expected to go pro, and I'd, I'd put it at 100, but, you know, then people hear everything we say, and if the 1% chance he decides to come back, which he won't, you get called out for. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> a little different. A.D. Mitchell, I'm 75, 80% chance he goes. He's at least given some legitimate thought to sticking around, and I still put that at 15-ish percent, 20-ish percent right in that area code. But he's at least given legitimate thought uh, to coming back. Um, but let's say he goes pro as expected. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So Texas has got – they've got John Tay Cook in year two, right? And we don't yep. know if Isaiah Nair is going to be back. Uh, young slot receivers, Ryan Niblett's explosive, explosive player. DeAndre Moore is a smooth pass catcher at the position. Uh, Ryan Wingo, five-star committed, coming in as an outside receiver. Parker Livingstone, Freddie DuBose committed, outside receivers as well. So when we look at Texas, they're probably going to take one or two receivers out of the portal. Since they didn't take that fourth number in high school – since they're likely losing three starting receivers. Um, two guys have entered the portal right now, Rod, that we know Texas has some level of interest in. And let's start with Deion Burks um, out of uh, Purdue. He's a guy, that, and I remember him from ESPN Under Armour campus. He was a guy that was about 5'10", 172, 173 pounds uh, as, as coming out of high school. And he, he signed with Purdue, was a high three-star guy. He needed to, he kind of bake and develop physically, right? He only had one catch for 26 yards his first year in college football. Then he had 15 for 149 his second year. This year, he became one of the best playmakers 
in the Big Ten. Catching passes from former Texas quarterback Hudson Card. Mm. I know you watched the De- uh, Deion Burks today. What were your kind of initial thoughts watching him uh, as a slot receiver prospect for Texas, which is what they're looking at him as? Yeah, um, Love is a precision route runner. Gets in and out of his breaks with a lot of explosion. Uh, he's a yak daddy with the ball in his hands. I know Sark likes that. Sark's big on yak yards, right? Uh, run His run to daylight philosophy. He wants to get guys open, but getting in on the ball in stride so he can make something happen with it. Uh, for, a, for a smaller guy, he has a surprisingly large catch radius yes. for a small guy. And what I like about him being a small guy, when he's running deep ball, he gets to stack the DB. Sometimes you'll see a bigger receiver that's not trying to stack the DB. You want to get on top of that defensive back, make the job a whole lot easier on his quarterback for throwing that deep ball. He stacks. He looks to do it quickly as soon as he gets separation from that DB. Love that about his game. He also uh, is kind of Sark's type, small-ish speedy fast receiver um so he's it's a lot to like about him and also uh wrote down targets to motion because several times i've seen pardue utilize him in the same way sark uses i just yeah. mentioned about xavier worthy getting him in motion at the time of the snap and then getting him the football in stride making life hell on any defensive back with that speed that he has so he, he fits sark style he really I, does I, 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 thought, I thought watching him broad one of the things that stood out to me is he's a ball snatcher I mean, he's like mm. runs a slant, boom, gone. He snatches yep. that ball out of the air. There is no wasted movement. There's no indecision. That is a guy who's confident in his hands, and he never slows down to make a catch. I mean, that's a guy that has good timing, that's confident in his hands, uh, and he yeah. has developed into a strong-bodied guy at the wider. He's not built like a running back. I'm not saying that, but he's 5'10 and a half, 190, 192 pounds. So he's got some him. lower body strength to run through arm tackles. If yeah. Texas pursues him, which they have made contact, we hear. Um, I I think that guy would be a really good fit in the Texas offense. We'll have to see who else jumps in the portal. All right, Rod, the second guy we're going to talk about, Antoine Juice Wells, okay? We had Diamante mm-hmm. Tucker Dorsey on Coffee and Football this morning. They played together at James Madison. They're friends. And he called Juice Wells the best player he's ever played with. And we wow. were all taken aback by that. Because he played with Bijan last year. Damn. And they are friends. So we'll say, okay, even if he's, you know, even if they're just, he's saying that as a good friend. Juice Wells is a really talented receiver. He started his career at James Madison. Very lightly recruited player. He made a splash. Year two is over 1,000 yards at James Madison. Transfers to South Carolina. Over 900 yards his first year in the SEC. Then he had a foot injury this year and he shut it down. But Antoine Wells... Really interesting skill set, Rod. What did you see from Juice Wells that you liked on tape? Uh, man, I liked a lot. Contested catches. He yes. is a contested catch guy, man. And that that might be his X-Man ability. Uh, he really does. He has his ability to use his body to just box out defenders when he knows it's going to be a contested ball situation. And he goes up and attacks the football. <laughs> and he does it with attitude. I love that about his game. Strong hands when he comes down with the football. You can tell that too. Guys swiping at the football, and he's still holding it up there with, with hands as he's being yes. dragged out of bounds. Love that about his game. Also, he's tough to bring down the open field. Strong dude. So you're not going to bring him down with arm tackles. Now, for a DB, you got to get yourself set. <laughs> you better bring your hips with you, and you better make sure you wrap up. 
And if you don't wrap this guy up and you're just trying to get him with an arm tackle or throw a shoulder in there, man, he's going to make you look bad every time. You've seen that over and over again in this game. Uh, also, great in the scramble drill. You can tell when you see as Q-Town Spencer Rattler starts scrambling around and you can see him naturally know exactly where he should be. And like I said, because of the contested catch thing, it ain't got to be a perfect throw when you're on the run. Just get it in his vicinity. And that goes his catch radius. It's unbelievable. And he's more, I, I see him as a possession guy on the outside making plays. But these days, you know, you can move those guys around. But I see him more on the outside. But he he's he's the real deal, man. I, so I see let's what say, they let's say, AD, let's say AD Mitchell goes pro as we expect. Yeah. that's Would he be a pretty good comparable replacement considering he has SEC experience? He has SEC frame, strength, toughness, mm -hmm. used to the league. Would that be a pretty easy transition fit for Texas? I think he, he he's a different kind of receiver, yeah. but yeah, I think you could get. I think your productivity uh, for him would, especially in the red zone too, where AD Mitchell seems to be a great weapon. I think with him, it could be comparable. I, he really. I mean, it's honestly, it could. I, I'm talking the production. I'm not talking about, talking about draft stock here. I'm not right. talking about overall ceiling as a player. I'm just talking about productivity. Um, I do think he could be very similar to what A.D. Mitchell is providing with you, especially, like I said, in the red zone with his money time. All right, before we get to our final few thoughts on uh, Talking Ball, I want to take a second again for our sponsor of the Talking Ball. That's John Pre uh, Donovan, president of Longhorn Wealth Management Group. John is a proud Texas X's life member, and his wife and all six of John's siblings are also University of Texas grads. So it's in his deep Longhorn family pride that led John – to dedicate his firm to providing total wealth management for Texas alumni, employees, family, and friends. John is a certified financial planner who spent over 30 years providing investment, retirement, insurance, and estate planning services and solutions to all of his clients. The Longhorn Wealth Team wants to congratulate Coach Sark and the entire University of Texas football team for achieving their goal of winning the Big 12 championship. John and his wife, we're there at Jerry World to celebrate that glorious victory with the team. And like all of the On Texas football family, they are so very proud of the Longhorns. So if you'd like a free 90-minute consultation on how to explore Longhorn Wealth, how Longhorn Wealth can help you achieve your own financial goals and create tax-free income for you and your loved ones, please give John Donovan and his team a call at 972-707-4900 or visit Longhorn Wealth. Dot net. All right, Rod, our closing thoughts. I mean, tw like I said, 29 days until the uh, national semifinal game between three seed Texas, yeah. two seed Washington. Texas, a four point favorite. Um, I, I want to ask you this. If there is one thing that would separate Washington receivers or Texas receivers in this game, I hate to put you on the spot. What do you think it would be from a DB mind? Oh, that's good. Um, that is good. I'm going to say with the Washington receivers, because as a DB, my number one fear is giving up the deep ball. I can give up, you know, I can give up third downs. I can give up that, you know, even an explosive play. As long as we live to fight another day, I won't get the, the looks on the sideline from my brothers on defense. I won't get dog cussed by Coach Akina uh, and, and Bull Reese. Uh, if, if I just give up a first down or I give up a curl route or give up a six route, but giving up the deep ball, 
that's when you come back to the sideline and Casey Hampton wants to have a conversation with you right? <laughs> about what happened. If you're chasing the back of the name on the jersey. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. Casey comes over to you. He wants to talk to you. Coach Akita, everybody wants their one-on-one. And like, what happened? How did you do that? Why would you give up the D-ball? Why would you do that? That, to me, makes the wide receivers for Washington. Just as me a DB, I, I fear them a little bit more. Think about it. Sark, Sark listen, Sark secretly loves Washington's offense. If we yeah. sat down and had a conversation with Sark about Kalen DeBoer's offense, I got it. I bet he would tell us it's one of his top five favorite offenses in college no football. Doubt. And no I'll doubt. tell you, we know he had an affinity, an, an addiction to the deep ball when he first got to Texas. He's actually curtailed it. He's done a great job of evolving, understanding it's not necessarily the strength of our offense. It, we could do it, but it's not a strength of, of Quinn's either. And I should not chase those deep balls, especially on first down. It hurts my team, puts us behind the chains. But Sark, oh, Sark, ideally his offense, he wants to chunk deep balls all the time, if early find, and often. If he could find Romeo Duze reincarnated, <laughs> that would be his number one target in the portal or not. <laughs> He'd be hey, chucking his deep. Yeah. Maybe that's Ryan Wingo. Maybe we're going to find out that's Ryan yeah. Wingo. I yeah, mean, so Ryan Wingo's a 6'2", 205 pound guy. It's ran 10, 700 meters yeah. when he's healthy in high school. Big catch radius. Maybe that's his guy, Rod. Yeah, Jerry, nothing. Listen, I'm telling you, nothing puts the fear of God in a defensive back like the deep ball. Like psychologically, it is devastating to a defensive back to give it up. Because like I said, it's such a letdown to all the principles and all the rules that the defender is supposed to operate by and divide by in the secondary. You just violated them all and gave up an easy, easy touchdown to the to the offense. So to me, that's why the Washington offense psychologically, and this was Sark. Sark wants to use that psychology of the deep ball, except now he's learned, you know what, it's doing more damage to us than it is to the opponent. So he's not he doesn't throw him as much. And I think the offense actually is better for it. But ideally he wants to do psychological damage to the defense with the deep ball. But that's what Washington does even before they play. It's like it's like fighting Mike Tyson. Right, they always say used to, back in the day fighting Mike Tyson. They said half his damage was done way before the fight out of his fear, the psycho, the psychology of fear that he would instill in his opponents. Washington does that a little bit. They're going to force you to play them differently just because of the sheer threat and the volume of the deep balls they throw. Hey, and we know this. We're going to talk about it again for about a month. One thing we know is when those two teams get on the field. In the Sugar Bowl, indoors in a dome, that is going to be one fast football game with Washington's receivers, Texas's receivers, Jaden Blue out of the backfield, JT Sands at the tight end position. That players are going to look really, really fast on that field. We're going to be talking about it for the next uh, 28 days here. So thank you uh, to Rod Babers for joining us as always on Talking Ball. My name is Jerry Hamilton. We'll see you again Tuesday night. Uh, for Longhorn Livestream, which should be really spirited uh, with Texas number three uh, in the college football playoff going up against number two Washington. Thank you to all Texas fans for joining in today, and we'll see you Tuesday night. Welcome. Okay.